I'm not good music. Just the good stuff, baby. Only warm vibes for Tyler episodes. So yeah, I'm the I'm the ice queen, and Tyler's the the heat miser. <laughs> yes. Sean Sean is Santa. <laughs> oh, nice. I was gonna but say the I'm young the, Santa. I was gonna the 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 drummer, little fucking uh, donkey, long ears. Sean, yeah, Sean's Nestor the long-eared Christmas donkey. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Who was not with the little drummer boy, but had a similar story, right? He froze to death, much like oh, okay. the little drummer boy. <laughs> nice mom froze to death. Great movie. Greatest was... freaking city in the world. <laughs> um, Nestor the long-eared donkey, greatest freaking donkey in the world. <laughs> No, no. That's Queens, baby. The, the story of Nestor the donkey is he got to the stable, and there was room in the stable. But then God was like, mm, you got to stay outside tonight. And to prove his faith, he stayed outside, and then he froze to death. So that's the Nestor the donkey story. I think I think the, the end of Nestor the long-eared Christmas donkey is that he is the donkey that rides Mary to Bethlehem. <laughs> he writes. I Mary. don't know. Ooh. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they don't quite get it right, but it's close enough. But uh, <laughs> seems kind of a mean thing to do to a pregnant lady. <laughs> and also, you got to carry this donkey with trauma. <laughs> yeah, and what? What? Definitely, that's not a like a great thing to end up with in the end. It's like Nestor's lived this hard life. Well, don't worry because in the end, you have to carry a pregnant lady from one city to another city in the desert. Right. <laughs> but he gets to be on like stamps and stuff now, so it's cool. <laughs> here's the That's thing. really here's the thing. He's a donkey. He doesn't know what a messiah is. Plus Jesus didn't come to save his soul. He came to save the human soul. Are you <laughs> telling me that donkeys aren't aware of the <laughs> the Holy Spirit? That's why one of <laughs> one of Pinocchio's many foibles was turning into a donkey instead of a real boy. Because he doesn't he have a real soul. He can't go to heaven or hell. The opposite of a real boy is a donkey. Halfway he can't go to heaven exactly. or hell. So when they turn him alive, he turns into a donkey. That's fantastic. If Pinocchio... Because Pinocchio never turned all the way donkey. He was partly donkey. Which that would make him a mule. Which would mean Pinocchio is sterile. <laughs> so It also means Shrek's best friend is an abomination against God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you knew yeah. that. That was assumed. You could tell oh, just by the way, you know... Just by his Almost jokes. every Eddie Murphy role is. <laughs> Have you seen Norbit? <laughs> or every, Meet Dave? Every, every character Eddie Murphy plays goes to hell. Um, <laughs> Except Mushu. Okay. Daddy Daycare. Especially Daddy Daycare. <laughs> All oh, absolutely. He goes to the big Daddy Daycare in the ground. That was hell. <laughs> That was hell. It wasn't, you know, it was, it was, it was an allegory. Daddy uh, daycare okay. was a Jean-Paul Sartre allegory. It was just no exit, but it was updated. Dante's daddy daycare. Hell is other people's children. Oh man. Oh, that's so funny. Um, well, you can tell it's a Tyler episode because we're just getting into the cursed humor right away. Uh, welcome, everybody. This is episode 149. Yes. Wowzers. Next one's 150. Sean, we better be doing something special. Um, 
It's our so, birthday. Yeah. <laughs> We're recording this exactly one day after the last episode that you listened to last week um, for you special Radish fans that keep up with us for some damn reason. Uh, so don't expect a lot from our show and tells this week, uh, especially for me. I'm just saying that right off the bat. Um, although it is, it's a pretty good show and we have a return of a favorite character. But what are we doing this week? So uh, we actually, surprisingly, for the first time, we have ads. So uh, we're going to read those read those ads after we get done with our uh, our uh, little agenda. We're here. we're not going to read the ads. No, Sean's going to read the ads. You're I took like it upon myself. Go. I you know I was the original like moderator of the show and exactly. I, I decided it's like if we're getting ads, I'll read them. Yeah, Will, Will and I scoped them first. I mean, I mean, here's the thing: at the end of the day, money's green, right? So some of the stuff you never know, but money's green. Uh, we got show and tells after that. Uh, Sean, I can't tell if LW is what you're talking about or if that's one of your acronyms that you came up with and are expecting me to know. <laughs> no, it's, it's not what I'm talking about. It's an album. Oh, it's an al- oh, 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 it's it's the new uh, King Giz album. Um, yes, I was going to go over that. Sorry. But you can- <laughs> Just spoiled that for Just you. spoiled it. <laughs> spoiled it. Spoiled it. Spoiled it. Um... Will's talking about uh, a show that I was surprised um, one of my favorite funny actors is on. Uh, I'm talking about a Netflix show uh, that uh, has been doing pretty well recently. And then we're topping it all off. Let me tell you right here. um, This is going to be the bulk of our discussion. This is going to be the meat of the episode. Yeah, we're doing a build your own Muppet cinematic universe. A Muppet verse, if you will. Uh, So we have three really big fans of the Muppets here were posing the question. If Disney execs came to us and were like, here's unlimited money, create a Muppet verse, you know, utilize all of our resources. What would you do? So uh, we're excited to get talking about that. Why don't we dive right into it? Sean, you're going to read some ads here. Uh, Super excited. Uh, Will, how many, how many ads did, uh, did, did you go through this week? I was proposed by two different companies to okay. to read okay. an ad. So, All right, great. Yeah, let's start with one of yours. Okay, um, Sean, I'm gonna put this one in the chat. You have to read this one. Uh, them's the breaks. <laughs> Got it. I feel like we need to play some sort of. Can you play the pizza pasta theme before we get started? No, I, yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you. Okay. Uh, um, I'm not reading any of it. COVID Super Bowl. COVID Super Bowl. COVID Super Bowl? Can't that was the best uh-uh. SNL skit I've ever seen. This week <laughs> oh, on SNL, oh, they referen- oh, they no. referenced Gognum style by, by Cy, a nine-year-old reference to begin with, as he came on and sang COVID Super Bowl. One of the funniest <laughs> things I've ever seen. It puts Pickle Rick to shame. Sean, go ahead. <laughs> All right. Want to use these trying and unprecedented times to kickstart a new career? With the Internet's <laughs> School of Independent Studies, now you can. You're a login away from a 12-week boot camp in such exciting fields as graphic design, web design, and social media management. Trained professionals teach classes four to five nights per week to fit your schedule. The Internet School of Independent Studies is open for you, and when you use the promo code RAD2021, that's RAD2021, you get your first course 50% off. Just log on to... (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> just log on to I want to join ISIS.edu today and tell them Sean sent you. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. We got a lot of money for that, Sean. I appreciate you reading that. Yeah, thank you uh, to the <laughs> School of Independence. It was a very NPR ad of like, you know, just, you know, like like a nice place to, you know, learn, learn a new skill. If you guys want to give me notes on these ad reads, let me know if you want me to read them in a certain way. I can try them out. Well, it seems like he had trouble pronouncing the website, but other than that, pretty good. <laughs> I-S-I-S. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where this ISIS stuff came from. <laughs> Yikes, Sean. Yikes. We're going to lose money here. All right. Yeah, I got yeah. kind of a lengthy one, uh, so I, I hope you're ready to do some line reading. Nice. All right. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Take a nice big sip out of your soup container. It's a normal cup. Hey everyone, Sean from Radish here. I'm sure by now you've all heard one of my life- favorite life-sized doll brands. <laughs> Real-life body dolls. The hyper-realistic one-to-one ratio dolls made of state-of-the-art latex material. Well, I'm a huge fan. And starting today, the 1st of March, they have just released their Captain Falcon real-life body doll. It's eight feet tall with rippling muscles in his classic blue and racer outfit. Red racer outfit. But don't worry, that's not his only outfit. He also comes with jammies for bed. <laughs> he also comes with jammies for bedtime, former whale for a night on the town, and a maid outfit for doing some spring cleaning. The Captain Falcon real-life body doll comes with preloaded with many of his favorite catchphrases including Falcon Punch, Show Me Your Moves, and Good Morning Sean, I Made Breakfast, Hey I've Got a Question, I've been feeling more confident lately, I can tell, I can see <laughs> your smile, it looks good on you. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, folks, they sent me one of these things and I love them. We can ride in the HOV. <laughs> we can ride in the HOV lane whenever we want and on our way to drink tea in the botanical gardens. I know what you all are thinking exactly, and let me tell you, he does and he can. <laughs> Anyways, use code Radish to get free shipping at checkout. That's odd. How tall is Captain Falcon? eight feet right i mean it's one to one ratio yeah that makes i mean he's he's it's it's funny if he's like really tall or really short (laughs) if captain falcon's like 310 that's very funny uh short king captain falcon thanks for uh thanks to uh real life body dolls i got i got one more from a uh, Disney Plus. They're a little streaming service we've we talked about a lot. Uh, finally, time to cash in on that Disney cheddar. Uh, here you go. All right. There's never been a better time to subscribe to Disney Plus. Watch such instant classics such as *A Mandalorian*, *WandaVision*, and the newest docu series from Disney Nature. <laughs> Let me take that back. <laughs> All right, um, and the newest na- <laughs> newest docu series from Disney Nature, Suckin'. Robert De Niro famously asked, "Can you milk me in casino?" <laughs> We're not gonna get that Disney money if we can't get to the end. I'm sorry, I'll keep going. Now it's your time to find out. 
Disney Nature gets up close and personal to the teats of many of your favorite and least favorite mammals just to see what's going on up in there. Nuzzle up to your TV and get ready to suckle at the stream of thrilling content coming to you for just $7.99 a month. I, Sean Barry, can personally vouch that Suckin' is a real movie from the Walt Disney Company and accept all responsibility for my words. And there's hey! A- <laughs> he got him. There's a, there's a, a delightful poster that God Almighty is just... <laughs> Just sucking. Oh god. The, sequ- the sequel that rhymes is gonna be a lot worse. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now there, I am gonna be emailing Adobe uh, to revoke your Creative Cloud license. All right. Fuck, I hope here's, so. Here's what I know want want to know from this movie because this. I first of all, I hope you you post this picture onto our Twitter of this Disney nature sucking. <laughs> so yeah, poster. I, I mean, I, I know it's. It's freely available online if you go to DisneyPlus.com. But oh, God. check out our Twitter for this. Uh, it's worth noting the tagline for Suckin' is, uh, some of y'all are going to love this. <laughs> that is definitely right. worth noting. Is that it, Brad, uh, this week? Was there one more? No, no. This is paying the bills for one more week. I appreciate it, Sean. Thank of you. Of course. My, yeah, thanks my kids to, are uh, going to school. <laughs> thanks to Disney Plus, Real Life Body Dolls, and... Uh, <laughs> the internet school of independent studies uh, for uh, sponsoring us this week. Yeah. One of the funniest things I've ever heard. No, it was from the, it was from like the Super Bowl week. So a couple weeks ago, I'm okay, sorry, but still was, this season, this yeah, season this happened in the I, year I 2021. It. It was. I posted it in our chat. <laughs> oh, I've been pretty busy today. I'm, I need to go back and check it out. It's awful. It's great. It, oh my god! There's Super Bowl. They keep dropping like SNL jokes, and it's and then it breaks into that all of a sudden. And oh, I hope they end every sketch like that. Even in even in like the good days of SNL, which was statistically when you were thirteen. Um, <laughs> yes, you. Um, an SNL sketch has never ended well, ever. So no. in in the COVID. Uh, epic Alec Baldwin Trump Cheeto Man days what were the odds they were going to pull that off <laughs> and c- COVID Super Bowl is the end game of that <laughs> it got Keenan in a show all he had to do was do how many years on SNL to get a show on NBC like 24 too many yeah too many <laughs> I heard a show's good maybe it'll be a show and tell some week we'll see uh, speaking of show and tells, why don't we hop right in? Does anybody have a segue from Keenan's show on NBC? I mean, I have a SNL show and tell. Oh, I can't think of a better segue, literally, unless it was about teats. So, uh, All right, let's go. Take it away. I just think they're neat. Uh, so, I'm, I'm not a huge... Uh, not a huge Tina Fey fan. I'll come out and say that. Uh, uh, I like 30 Rock. I think 30 Rock is weird. Uh, I like the first part of Kimmy Schmidt. But just in general, I feel like, I don't know, she's kind of hit or miss for me. But uh, this new show is from her and Robert Carlock, who is the person who co-did Kimmy Schmidt and 30 Rock with Tina Fey. Uh-huh. And I feel like them together is the, the sauce that I need to enjoy that. Um, 
because the new show is on NBC. It's called Mr. Mayor. It is a, a show starring Ted Danson. Yes, Becker himself is back at it again. <laughs> uh, and Holly Hunter uh, and Bobby Moynihan from SNL. Uh, Ted Danson plays a, a wealthy businessman who uh, runs as the mayor for of L.A., uh, just kind of for personal vanity reasons and wins for some reason. And he's just this like, you know, 70 year old out of touch, rich dude who's the mayor. And he, he, he's, he's, he's basically Joe Biden. Like I'm not, I'm not going to be right. He's basically Joe Biden. Just telling old out of touch, weird stories you can't say in public. Um, but it is, it's very, very funny. Uh, despite all of that, just because of that weird, it's got that weird, like 30 rock Kimmy Schmidt, just absolute non sequitur. Uh, humor that's very very good, and he's he's funny. Uh, Holly Hunter is very funny. She plays like a like a hyper, off the grid, like liberal uh, kind of foil to him as his deputy mayor. But Bobby Moynihan plays <laughs> Jaden Quapis, who is, is uh, Wikipedia describes him as a bumbling personality, which is true. Uh, and every single line he has is one of the funniest things I've ever heard. Uh, he is just, I, I wasn't a big fan of his on SNL. I don't know. I feel like when he was the star of like a sketch, he wasn't, uh, didn't have, I don't know. Wasn't, wasn't my cup of tea as the, the, the focal point, but it's him just like pop it in every couple of minutes to say the weirdest crap imaginable. Uh, such as, I'm sorry, my hand is warm. I was holding a French bread pizza. Uh, there's <laughs> an episode where he gets hit by a food truck. There's <laughs> an episode. Uh, he's, he's so good. Uh, he's incredible. Uh, I really like him in this. Uh, the show is really funny. Uh, it has some great, some great jokes. One of my favorite jokes is just first episode, first two minutes of the show. Ted Danson says that he and his girlfriend moved to LA in the seventies. Uh, she was becoming an actress. Fortunately, she didn't make it, uh, because she was killed with a night stalker. (laughs) 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 It's, it's it's a lot of that, like, uh, you know, you think it's going to be, sorry, I was, I was about to say that that is very, um, uh, 30 rock esque type humor, just kind yeah. of like Fair. a shocking, just joke per minute type move. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Show. It's not like oh. there, there's not, there's almost no like commentary in it, which is nice just to get away from that for once and just <laughs> see Ted Danson as a as an out of touch old man mayor uh, of of you know modern day Los Angeles. And I don't know, I was fully expecting it to be like you know, millennials today want this in their politics, but it was refreshingly bizarre. Uh, very Good. very funny. Good. I'm actually super excited to hear about that. You yeah. mentioned this the other day, and you mentioned the Bobby Moynihan thing, and I was super excited to hear it because Bobby Moynihan was on SNL when I was 13, so he was one of the best. Um, yeah. uh, and NBC tried to do a few shows with him, and he's mm-hmm. tried to do a few things here and there. He had that one show where like he played himself, but then there was like an older version of himself and a younger version of himself that probably ran oh, for yeah. yeah like half a season. Or something I have no like that. Like, why? What? Why would you want to give Bobby Moynihan a "This Is Us" type show? Like, this was right when "This Is Us" released, so everybody was trying to jump on that sort of bandwagon. Yeah. Anyways, I love that type of character. It brought up, um, and I forgot his name again. The the actor who uh, is both in The Office and in Silicon Valley, Zach Woods. Zach Woods, like that type of character where it's like they just pop in and say the most outrageous shit. And it's like, I love that type of character. And Bobby Moynihan's the perfect kind of character for that. So I was I'm genuinely one. checking this out. Uh, I'm, along with 30 Rock, I'm a big fan of, like, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler's movies. Like, Baby Mama's a lot of fun. Sisters, I think, deserves more praise. I thought it was hilarious. 
Um, but Bobby Moynihan in that movie is the best part. He is the highlight as just oh, like the know. random high school party friend. Uh, he has some of the best lines and therefore line deliveries. Um, but yeah, Will, I was going to let this slip under, like, I just, I was like, oh, okay, whatever. It's another show. I don't care. I had no idea Tina Fey was involved. Um, I am. No, it's, it's very much a spiritual sequel to Kimmy Schmidt slash 30 Rock. Cool. I am absolutely going to check that out. That sounds a lot of yeah. fun. I mean, Ted Danson did such a great job in The Good Place. Um, very similar character, too. Like, pretty much the same. Oh. <laughs> Ted Danson. Yeah. That's yeah. fine. Just, just um, Becker. Now that I think about it, you know, what? what's kind of crazy is we're living in this golden age of TV shows, right? And there's not a lot of successful comedies that are, like, beloved by all on like network tv like we just had the good place which i feel like was kind of flash in the pan um, and then you got shows like big bang theory and stuff like that which fine yeah give give middle america that but you know i feel like there's it's really no tough one. to succeed as a comedy on network tv nowadays yeah there's no Everyone... 2009 thursday night nbc lineup yeah mm. everyone's picking up on the office again so or they were um so that just kind of became the the show yeah years later to my dismay something worth oh. exploring Bo Bridges Jeff Bridges is a brother uh, plays <laughs> Adolphus Haas the avocado mogul which is <laughs> yeah this sounds funny. this sounds like that kind of show I'm super excited There's one thing my, my, my dad and I quote a lot and I guess my whole family too because we all watch it when I'm home uh, is Bobby Moynihan is giving an inspirational speech and he's like my mom used to always say when the haters kick you and kick you and kick you and kick you, it's because they're jealous of your homemade pants. <laughs> <laughs> just, just weird crap like that. That's why I love it. Someone else go. Sean, you go. Oh, yeah, I don't have a segue uh, from an NBC show, uh, unfortunately. In fact, it uh, this came from uh, the exact opposite side of the world. Um, but I felt like mentioning the uh, sequel, the follow-up to uh, Mine and Will's you know, album of the year 2020 uh, came out this most recent Friday, uh, February 26th. Um, and it is LW by King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. It's the sequel to KG. So you get KG LW, um, which I'll get to in a moment. It is fantastic. I, uh, predictably, I love it. Um, I think I might enjoy it even more than KG. Uh, the songs just sound so much better produced here and there, um, especially on there's this one track called Supreme Ascendancy, which is uh, our mm. boy Ambrose Kenny Smith's uh, written track. And he's great. But the highlight of the song is uh, the drummer, Michael Cavanaugh's uh, drumming. It comes through so like prominently in the mix and it is so energetic. I think it's Ambie's best track. Um, but the singles are fantastic this time around. There's no kind of like sleeper hits like, uh, honey. I mean, honey was good. Don't get me wrong, but man, nothing beats like one into plura is just fantastic. But I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about the highlight of the album. The one that really, that had me like dancing and cheering around my apartment, um, is the final track, which acts as the bookend to the first track of KG, both are called KGLW. Uh, the first one, the intro, introduces a melody, and the outro on LW brings back that melody after, you know, 60, 70 odd minutes and turns it into one of the heaviest doom metal tracks 
I've heard in ages. It is just the fucking coolest. It the just the chanting. I can't wait to hear it live. It is just absolutely monumentous. <laughs> uh, it was just such an incredible after like such a great album, such a interesting, well produced, just catchy record to hear King Giz return to like the days of like Infest the Rat's Nest, uh, Great Chain of Being, that kind of style of their band uh, to bring both microtones into it and also just like create this huge track is just it made me so happy uh this is it's just it's such a good record and i know we've harped on king gizzard since the beginning of the inception of the show um but it's for a reason it's because they are one of the most interesting rock bands uh playing right now um and i can't wait to see these songs played live uh but i've been listening to it nonstop since it came out on friday and i encourage you to do the same it's extremely good ambrose did a. Uh... Straws in the wind, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I I like his vocals a lot. Like whenever he gets a track, is always one of my one of the highlights of the because he goes. Uh, what does he do on this? What does he do on this album? Is it? Uh, He's got supreme ascendancy. Supreme um, ascendancy, yeah, yeah. That's a. Uh, it's oh, it's. I think it's his best track. And Joey's also uh, got Ataraxia, which isn't exactly as hype as uh, Inner Sport. But Ataraxia is still, it's one of the catchiest. It's a lot of fun. Um, Intersport is the closest thing we'll ever get to the Jellyfish Jam. It's yeah. just absolute. <laughs> like, no album had me and the boys after the vaccine, after we get the vaccine energy as much as KG did. And now LW comes along and it just, it promises so much for the future of the band and just for, like, fans of the band. And I, I've haven't poured over how some of the tracks connect to the Gizverse yet. Um, I hear static electricity somehow falls in play, but either way, it's fucking fantastic. Um, and I would recommend, uh, after you listen to LW a couple times, listen to in this order, flying microtonal banana into KG into LW. Um, because they kind of, they merge into each other. Um, especially KG and LW. You want to talk long-term planning? Uh, Microtonal Banana has Volume One written on the cover of it, and that album came out four, five years ago. Four years ago? Yeah, that was one of the five albums of 2017. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then L- KG and LW have Volume Two and Three on the cover. Uh, Just how did you? How, how did they know? I guess like they left it open, but it's so. Uh, yeah. I I really like this. As someone who wasn't big on Microtonal Banana at first, it's grown on me. And like uh, these two, these two new ones are. are mwah. I wish I'd get a vinyl release suit from LW because I've not seen one. Yeah, I, there hasn't been a uh, pre-order announcement yet, but hopefully there will be soon. Let me in. I will let order it immediately. Please let me get a job first. If you can hold off like a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like they are. Thank you. Yeah, once they announced the uh, the bootleg collection, I was like, I'm never going to complete the collection. I was just decided not to count the bootlegs. Is... <laughs> That's why I bought the first box set I could find. Uh, was it like all the bootleg live albums? Yeah, it's all five. Nice. I, wow. It's going to take up so much space on my shelf, but holy shit. Uh, go listen to those live shows. Because King Giz, great studio album band. Absolutely not a doubt about it. They put on an incredible live show. The three of us can they attest. Do. Um, 
but yeah, they're all like they're all on a uh, Bandcamp. Sorry. Yeah, they're all on Bandcamp. Very affordable. Very much worth listening to. They'll spend like an hour and a half with each show. Asheville, and um, I want to say Brussels. No, Adelaide. Asheville and Adelaide are my personal favorites. Um, but you'll find like a lot of sleeper tracks on like track on albums from like Fishing for Fishies and that kind of thing. A lot of kind of like, oh, this is nice, but whatever. Uh, just get to the next track. Uh, Come alive on in the live show and i feel like we're gonna get a lot of that same energy um from kg and lw for sure come those live shows whenever they will be mm. Mm -hmm. tyler you're gonna love it especially supreme in this ascendancy i feel like you're gonna really like oh awesome yeah no i'm definitely gonna it, throw that on next walk i go on your name's in it it was weird no yes <laughs> <laughs> it's my name and the date that i die um, all right, so I'll go ahead and hop in. I'll make my March third, twenty twenty one, on a walk oh, yeah. by a blade in Tucson. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, a girl can dream. Um, so, oh, by the way, I, I need to bring back a, a, a long missed character. What up, uh -oh. everybody? It's your boy. It's Mister Netflix. Oh, We're back again. One of Gary's finest works, yeah. if I'm being honest. Yeah, ne next time I'm in New York, I'm going to get Gary a Stromboli. Um, greatest anyways, freaking city in the world. <laughs> greatest, greatest Stromboli in the world. They don't put mushrooms in that. Um, so anyways, <laughs> I don't know if you guys have heard, but uh, Netflix is releasing a new movie every week of the entire year. I have to watch every single one before I can die. So uh, it's it's absolutely true. Oh a, a new movie every single week of this entire year not all of them have been great the george clooney <laughs> one the george clooney one was pretty good um i care a lot yes. as i said last week not good don't waste your time well i have to watch them or else i won't be able to die so i watch <laughs> it uh so i can die um but this week uh i'll, I'll let tyler take it back because uh, i can't i can't do that accent it hurts my throat um <laughs> i watched Okay, so literally, I've I've done one thing in between the last time we recorded yesterday and today, and that is watch an episode of this show on Netflix called Age of Samurai Battle for Japan. Oh boy! And I watched it because honestly, it is if if you're gonna take my word as a grain of salt today, it is in the top ten watch Netflix shows on Netflix at the moment we're recording this right now. Uh, but it's very good. It's very insightful. It, it's kind of history. I like history docu-series. I know, Sean, you like history docu-series. Uh, this one's not about baseball, I'm sorry. Uh, so maybe or you won't like this War. one. Or the Civil War. It's not by Ken Burns. Pearl Harbor. Yeah. <laughs> Pearl Harbor. Uh -oh. um, <laughs> it's about feudal Japan. Um, the samurai of Pearl Harbor. <laughs> <laughs> Can't Gosh. confirm. Not a thing. That you know of. <laughs> yeah, you weren't there. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like I was. <laughs> In a past life. Um, <laughs> yeah, you you, you, <laughs> you were killed by the samurai at Pearl Harbor and you woke up as a baby, as Sean. <laughs> anyway, I reincarnated uh, 50 years and 12 days later. 
Jesus Christ. It's weird how you how quick you did that math. Um, it's a day, both days living in for me. That's <laughs> true. The day you were born <laughs> and the day that uh, our nation was attacked. Um, so this show, it's about feudal Japan and pretty much all the way up until the unification of Japan. So 1500s, which is a time period we don't really hear about a lot. Um, and you don't hear about Japanese history a lot, or at least I haven't. So, um, it's pretty interesting. It's, 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 you know, classic, um, interviewing historians set to kind of like reenactments, but the reenactments are good. Uh, the actors they've got to play the famous, you know, uh, daimyo of the time are, uh, are, are great at acting at least. Um, I will say sometimes the battle scenes range on the side of Spike TV but honestly, that's a plus to me. So Network that's for why. men. Yeah, exactly. If you're a, this is a man's show. Um, like I said, I've seen exactly one episode so far. It was about Nobunaga Oda. Um, and I just got to learn about his comeuppance. And, you know, he, he was the first one to really start moving things in, in feudal Japan and get everybody starting fighting each other. So it looks like it's going to be interesting. And I'm excited at least to learn about uh, this era of Japan. Check it out if you like that kind of shit. Um, I do. It's it's something nice to throw on. And, and I haven't reviewed a Netflix show in a while. Um, there haven't been a lot of a lot of new Netflix shows now that I'm thinking about it. Doro Adoro Wen? Uh, anyways... Let's hop into uh, what we really want to talk about today. Mm-hmm. So I pose a question to the lads, um, or it's, it sounds weird, uh, to uh, the boys earlier this week <laughs> of um, <laughs> if Disney approached you and pretty much said, we're going to give you Disney money. So it's just a blank check here to create a Muppet universe. We're starting over. Unless you don't want to. I, I guess I didn't stipulate that. But, um, and we're, uh, you, you can create it. You can do the movies. You can do the Disney Plus thing. Uh, I'll do mine as an example because uh, just talking with Sean and Will beforehand, I did not go as deep into this as they did. <laughs> um, but I think mine's pretty good. So here's kind of a starter example here. Kind of a template. Uh, I have kind of a, a three-movie Avengers, three-movie Avengers type um scenario here so movie oh. one is movie one is kermit of course he's mm-hmm. he's the the center of the muppet verse um figured i should get kind of a leader type you know someone who's who's really popular uh so i cast miles teller as kermit um and then um, you didn't you didn't cast kermit as kermit no no miles <laughs> teller miles teller okay. is going to be versing, voicing kermit and i oh, got no. the uh the director what do you mean voicing well, voicing playing, same thing. Uh, the director that did um, the original, um, you know, team up film, Joss Whedon, to direct. <laughs> we got movie two of Grover, which is written, directed, and starring James Corden, the goofiest guy I know to play the goofiest character I know. Movie three, Fozzie, played by the funny one of the funniest guys I know, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Sean um, had an aneurysm. <laughs> This is directed by Melissa McCarthy and her husband. Um, and then and then and then we have Muppet Avengers 1 where Miss Piggy is the villain played by Scarlett Johansson. Um, I figured I should get a very popular director of the time, um, the one who's directing the new uh, team up superhero film 
uh, or he directed the new team of superhero film on HBO Max, The Justice League. We got Joss Whedon back again to direct <laughs> Muppet Avengers 1. Um, movie 4 oh. is is just a straight up Miss Piggy movie, but it's called Miss Piggy Girl Boss. That's the running title. We don't have a director for it yet because we just can't find female directors out there. We got a lot of white guys slated directed to it. So, so uh, we'll get back to you on that. Movie 5, Scooter and the Electric Mayhem. We're going real abstract, real Guardians of the Galaxy with this. So it's like introducing a lot of the Muppets together. Um, it's, it's uh, you know, kind of Guardians-esque, kind of Suicide Squad-esque. So what director better to get than the, the director of Suicide Squad, David Ayer, to oh, do God. Scooter and the Electric Mayhem? Um, then we got Miss Piggy Girl Boss 2, and then Muppet Avengers 2, where a multiverse is created and a rift is created where Big Bird, played by Mark Wahlberg, Rover, played by Oscar Isaac, and Elmo, played by Timothy Chalamet, um, come into the picture. Um, I got Joss Whedon again for that. So that's just kind of a, that's kind of a, a template here. A template here. I, think, <laughs> I think this would be a great Muppet verse, if you're All asking right. me. Okay. But, I just... I just took I'm I'm I just took like eighty points of psychic damage. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, Will, do you want to go first? Yeah, that was like I staring. That was like no, staring. I mean, at okay, the no, I mean like no. We're when we send this to the Disney executives, we're gonna send them we're the timestamp in which one of us goes first because we I have hey, the ideas the that could mine's the one that's gonna get produced. I'm just saying fully revive this. Oh my god! All right. <laughs> we'll go. Let's see how many right. we sync up. So, Miss Piggy. I want a Miss Piggy movie where she doesn't need Kermit and just goes out and finds herself. Because that's really what it's going to be all about. So, I signed on uh, two writers who I think do pretty good uh, realistic depictions of women characters. I got either Greta Gerwig or Olivia Wilde making the Miss Piggy movie. Come on. Ooh. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. Is that the Number first two? movie in the Muppetverse? Miss Piggy? Yeah, Kermit. Kermit's not even going to be in this until later. It's 2021, uh, baby. It, well, yeah, I get that. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put words Num- in my mouth like that. Number two, Sam Eagle. I know everyone's thinking Clint Eastwood. I am thinking go darker. It's a half dark, do- half dog day afternoon, half first blood. Sam Eagle, proud of his country, is ashamed of what it's become, and just snaps. And I think it's oh, Scorsese does this one. Scorsese. <laughs> nice. Uh, next one, we got a, a buddy, a dark comedy between Rizzo and Pepe, and that's going to be by Bong Joon-ho. It's going to oh be God. ripe with uh, you know class consciousness about how they're like the, the newest Muppets, but they're like the, the lowest bottom with the Muppet tier on most mm. cases and can't go to them. It's going to be it's going to be biting, but it's going to be very funny. Uh, Walter's Dr. Teeth and the Electric. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. Uh, I just wrote Boogie Nights. This is going to be just the same as Boogie Nights. <laughs> Uh, just as raunchy, maybe more. Uh, fun fact, Mark Wahlberg's penis in that movie was also a Muppet. It was the trunk from <laughs> Stephalophagus. Just repurposed from Sesame Street. Uh, Fozzie, I wrote down Paul King. I'm sure Sean did too. Um, because of his work with comedy and bears from yeah. Paddington. Um, but the more I thought about it, Fozzie... I don't want a Fozzie movie with a plot. I just want shtick humor for two hours. This is the only movie I'll okay for over 90 minutes. It's just two hours of Fozzie. Uh, just looking at the camera. Uh, Gonzo, uh, it's just a one-for-one remake of Joker, but Camilla the Chicken <laughs> plays Zazie Beats. Uh, I haven't that seen Joker. That, it's funny because it's funny, but also that would play out in this universe. 
I mean, that's absolutely oh. gonzo. Uh, uh, there's a found footage horror movie called The Big Bird. I don't know who's going to be the <laughs> It Follows guy. It's going to be... Because if you saw Big Bird, uh, it would be horrifying. Uh, Statler and Waldorf uh, replaced Bruce Stern and June Squibb in a Nebraska remake. Holy uh, God in heaven. It's <laughs> a real sad black and white movie. And this sets us up for the Muppet movie, which is by Guillermo del Toro. Uh, not for any reason. I just think he'd do a good job. Um, followed by the next year, the Muppet movie extended cut by Zack Snyder, which adds a bunch of CGI. And for some reason, the cast of Zoom from PBS. I don't know why they're there, but he added them. It gets rough, and- Ruffman. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> and Granny Goodness, and Granny Goodness. Oh. <laughs> so that's my that's my breakdown. Okay, that was a good one. That was a real good one. I, How many uh, crossovers did you get, Sean? Uh, none, actually. Believe it or not, wow. uh, the oh. Sadler and Waldorf was uh, pretty close. Um, but I, I'm thinking, you know, we we continue from James Bobin's, you know, Muppets, Muppets Most Wanted, which was the better of the two, uh, from you know the past oh, decade. Oh. <laughs> up with those hands. Great. It was a better jokes. Anyways, uh, so we continue on with that, but we need another revival movie that gets the Muppets together. And what better genre of movie to get a gang together than a heist movie? Mm. We've had Muppets Classic. solve capers. We've had them, you know, like raise money to save theaters. Da da da. We need them to steal something. We need Muppets getting the team together to put off a great Soderbergh heist a la, you know, the Oceans movies, Logan Lucky. Following that, we need to revive the beloved 90s trend uh, that was lost all too soon of uh, Gonzo and Rizzo narrating classic stories. Um, (laughs) So I have a few here. Uh, My first instinct was Pride and Prejudice. Um, Wait, is I think that would be movie? great. No, no, no. This is this, this is, is a separate movie. This is actually, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was thinking uh, Pride and Prejudice, but I couldn't really think of the cast, so I, you know, instead I was like, okay, they did English authors: Robert Louis Stevenson, Charles Dickens. Sure, great, whatever. We need an American author, and I tried to think of like one of the greatest living American authors who has so affected American popular culture, as you know, Dickens has, as you know, maybe Stevenson. I don't know. Uh, but uh, I thought we could get wrote Fault in Our Stars. No, I did. Ooh, ooh, I did consider it. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're gonna get a Muppet Shining. We're gonna get a oh. Muppet Gonzo and Rizzo narrating The Shining. I think Fozzie would be great in the role of Jack. Uh, maybe even Gonzo, and you get another Camilla in the role of Shelley Duvall's character. Who's to say? Maybe Robin. His maybe, typewriter just says waka 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 waka. <laughs> it's just for pages and pages and pages. Um, I'm also thinking maybe we get the Da Vinci Code. I think that would be a lot of fun. Uh, maybe <laughs> yes. Um, or I was thinking of a uh, Statler and Waldorf here. They really have nothing to do with the plot of the movie. But man, No Country for Old Men. That'd be that'd be great Ooh. if we had a <laughs> well, just a cat well, in your shi- in your shining example. Statler and Waldorf obviously play the twins, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yes, of course. Um, anyways, moving on. Next. Come play with us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we're going to need a Dr. Teeth and Electric Mayhem mock rock doc. We're going to need something in the line of Spinal Tap. We're going to need to bring Dr. Teeth and Electric Mayhem back into the American music front fold. 
Um, and I think we should do that along with the movie by reviving one of the greatest ideas a Disney exec has ever had before they were fired. And that <laughs> is that Dr. Teeth and Electric Mayhem will tour the country playing concerts. But as the backing band, we have My Morning Jacket. Mm. Uh, this almost happened. And My Morning Jacket wrote several songs uh, for this tour, uh, several of which appeared on Circuital. Great songs should have been played by Dr. T. Huh. I think we should bring this back. <laughs> That's why I love that album so much. It's exactly. Uh, moving on after, you know, we bring back American rock music. Uh, we're going to do something. This is kind of like for the Disney execs that are like, oh, but how are we going to integrate with like Disney Plus and Marvel? Uh, I like y'all's ideas, but I think we just need a Muppet Marvel invasion medley. I think we need like a little sketch show. I think we need like mm. something where we digitally insert Muppets into famous Marvel MCU scenes. Just an MCU MCU kind of uh, merger. I think that would be a lot of fun. Uh, real funny to watch, and we can bring Robert Downey Jr. back. It'd be great. Um, <laughs> it's. <laughs> As a Muppet. <laughs> yes. And finally, this would all culminate in, not really a, this is a, the equivalent of the Muppets Avengers, but after watching two and a half seasons of the Muppet show, we need, as a nation, as a culture, we need a Muppet variety show back. A weekly, nightly Muppet variety show on ABC. Nightly? Desperately needed. <laughs> That's what it was. Every well, single day, no breaks. Not every night, <laughs> but weekdays. Comes on at night, primetime TV. We need to revive Muppets tonight. We need Muppets singing covers Elmo, of like popular. Elmo has one. Well, that's Elmo that's tonight. That's a talk show. It's I'm talking kids. a variety show. I'm talking like it's it's the Muppet show over again, but we have guests that we know today. They're singing Moomin songs. Shots. They're having sketches. <laughs> we get Moomin' Shots back. Finally, we could get. Uh, Oh, it would be great. I think that is what this is all leading to, and that would f f unite the nation in enjoying the Muppets once more. Instead of just being like a one-off, like, oh, we're doing a little sketch show on Disney+, Plus, or oh, we're doing a movie with Jason Segel. No offense against Jason Segel. The Muppets, was a, it was a great movie, was a lot a thing, of fun, man. real fun. He was yeah. a it's thing, on, he was, It's on he blast, though, back, Jason. He, should, he can come back. I'm totally fine. He, Walter, he you're good. Did produce a show i think it was on showtime or even cinemax or something like that that was very very progressive um is it the one on amc where he's like it's like puzzle solving maybe maybe it was on amc we can discuss it, it later very progressive it was anyways he he's anyways doing, he's He's got money. He could do what he wants. Sorry. I just want the Disney execs to know that I'm not doing this to say, hey, what you did in 2011 and 2013, 2014 or whatever was bad. I'm just saying we could really reignite the country's interest in Muppets. We could, you know, bring Jim Henson's memory back to life as one of the greatest humorist, one of the most talented like songwriters and creators of the 21st century. Uh, who wasn't, you know, weird and problematic and stole shit like Stan Lee. We could... Uh, have just you know a muppet sans in the next 10 years and uh that's my plan for it uh steven soderbergh will be directing the muppet heist movie because i feel like he'll have a lot of fun with it meryl streep can I, be I, one. I had I, one more that I, I didn't write down but i just remembered um after after the dust has settled on muppets team up one uh the snyder cut uh we get we do we do get a a very beautiful animated film about Lou Zealand and his boomerang fish. Uh, of course, 
of course directed by Hayao Miyazaki um and it it will make you cry <laughs> great great yeah you know I I, I just want to echo Sean's impassion I I think all three of us have brought really great ideas to the table Disney executives um you know the first one especially I think really could pay homage to Jim Henson um <laughs> And make us a lot of money. Uh, all right, um, we got ten minutes left in the episode. Why don't Why don't we do uh, like a grab bag here? Does anybody uh, have anything they want to talk about? Any uh, Anything going on this week? Any? Uh... I know Paramount Plus is uh, will be up and out by the time you're listening to this. Um, Shit, it's coming that quickly. It's Frasier's coming out Friday. Quickly. Frasier's not. No, they're working on Frasier, but Paramount Plus will be up with all of its content. The new SpongeBob show, which everyone hates, apparently. Um, I'm most excited for uh, the entirety of RuPaul's Drag Race uh, to be up and available to stream because I've only been able to catch up to like season 11, and that's no fun. I want to follow up with new All Stars and the newest season. uh, It's I miss watching Drag Race every night. It's such a great reality show. RuPaul's far from the best. that like, reminds me, yeah, that reminds me of one of my, my most favorite tweets that I've read in the past month, which is, uh, if Miss Piggy was a guest host on RuPaul's, <laughs> definitely call out the fracking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm excited for Paramount Plus uh, to see what kind of uh, content is there and what's available. Um, so, oh God, that means we're going to have to create another character for it. Jesus, can't imagine what that's going to be like. Let's just kill them all. That's all. That's all. At least Mr. Netflix wants. I got a grab bag. This really isn't entertainment, but I'm moving this week, which means I'm not making a lot of food, which means I'm having a lot of frozen pizza and cereal. And let me tell you what: the roof of my mouth has never been in a worse shape. (laughs) (laughs) The past week has been agony because I'll have frosted mini wheats for breakfast, microwave some frozen pizza for lunch, and then pick a frozen pizza for dinner. And those three things, it just, it's the, it's, my life is hell. And I'll have a cup of coffee or a glass of water. (laughs) Yeah, I've, I've put a hole in the roof of my mouth, basically. But like, not, but not like in a cool way. Um. (laughs) You, you, you gargled some, uh, some mouthwash and woke up on the bathroom floor three hours later because of your pain threshold. <laughs> it's it's lunacy. The 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 roof of my mouth looks like like an abandoned mine shaft with like drapes and like fabric and there's stuff falling down. Oh, no. It's it's oh, awful. No. So consider donating to whatever charity helps that because I can say from firsthand experience that frosted mini wheats and frozen pizza uh, has ruined my life. I'm, I'm so excited <laughs> to eat solid food. <laughs> also two of my favorite foods though. So like you take what, you know, whatever. I had an orange yesterday and almost died. <laughs> I, uh, this is not an ad read, but it can be, uh, not to you know humble brag on will but we've recently started getting hello fresh deliveries uh and they are uh for the most part fantastic little meals perfectly portioned uh no leftovers easy cleanup delicious recipes the stuff that i wouldn't typically make if you know you just took me to the grocery store and asked me to make a meal uh very convenient food arrives great nice and fresh we've been 
really enjoying. I'd say maybe like eight out of ten of the meals that they send they've sent us so far, um, which could be ten out of ten if HelloFresh is listening. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's a solid investment if you're looking for just kind of like easy, quick meals to make. Um, HelloFresh, this is they have not sponsored the show, and we are planning on switching over to whatever other meal delivery service uh, we can get after this trial ends. It's real dull. Is the <laughs> it's the real doll. We're gonna be eating the Captain Falcon, even though he was so small. All uh, right, I'm ending it here. Um, <laughs> who who wants to uh, who wants to start us off on uh, saying right. our goodbyes? Bye, guys. Be sure to check out Suckin' on Disney Plus. Uh, <laughs> I worked really hard on it. Uh, I stole a lot of footage, and I'm very excited for you to see it. Uh, I'm very excited for me to see it. I think it's going to be very exciting for me. Um, <laughs> you can find me at Master Thief Wilf on Twitter, uh, or just look up you know the podcast, and I'm, I'm in the description if you can't spell that. Uh, it's not butt shaping. <laughs> Anymore, that's a shame. You can you find people couldn't handle it. <laughs> You can find me at that Sean Barry on Twitter and Sean M. Barry everywhere else. It's time for my quarterly. That's S-E-A-N-B-A-R-R-Y. Uh, I'm considering making a, a Instagram account uh, specific to my vinyl collection, um, but every day is a constant struggle on whether or not I want to be that guy. Uh, so check back later. Just embrace it. If you, if you cut out the last half of that sentence, it's also true. Um, (laughs) you can find the podcast online radishstuff.com you can join our discord which i definitely recommend radishstuff.com slash discord uh this week in tyler's history it's my favorite jingle every time it brings me so much joy it's great it's great uh forks are widely used eating utensils but they were once seen as blasphemous They were first introduced in Italy in the 11th century, and these spiked spaghetti twirling instruments were first seen as an offense to God. And why do you ask? Because they're artificial hands, and such was considered to be sacrilegious. So if you're using a fork, you're going to burn in hell with Rush Limbaugh. Everybody have a great evening. Love it.